baseball fans, and welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. We've got the whole Stitches panel here this week. Nick Budig returns from his California, Arizona excursion. Uh, he rejoins the panel. We're happy to have him back this week to talk over some more baseball news and notes. Uh, let me introduce everybody. Of course, we've got Nick Budig, who... Uh, so you went to California and Arizona. I don't, I don't, Arizona wasn't initially on the docket, was it? It wasn't, it wasn't, but just couldn't get away from the warmth down there. Got a little addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And you watched the, was it the Padres versus the Rangers or something like that? Yeah, I got to see some, see some Machado versus Hunter Pence action going on. Yeah. And I want to point out that the, we predicted last week that you would, we said you'd meet Manny Machado, but <laughs> We were kind of joking around, like he's in California. He actually watched you actually watched him play, so um, <laughs> we predict the future. I'll do one better. I got away from Ben Revere. Oh wow, that's a that former Twins cool. legend. Yeah. Well, had not been oh. a little glove player. There you go. There you go, Ben Revere. <laughs> Yelling his name Classic. for about ten minutes. Etch that one in your memory. Oh, it is. All right, so Nick is back with us. We've got Robert Stangler. How's it going, Robert? Feeling pretty good. My team signed Adam Jones, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, the D-backs, it's a nice uh, one-year, $3 million deal. Not bad for a veteran guy. Uh, Noah Manderfeld, how's it going? I'm doing wonderful. Just had my first fantasy baseball draft out of four, so we'll see how it goes. That's a mixed league draft, too. Mm -hmm. Completely different than what we're used to. We usually do uh, AL or NL only leagues. My first one in a while, so. Uh, Yeah. Well, good to go. Well, we're excited to talk some more baseball. Today, here's what we got on the uh, the agenda. We're going to do the baseball name game where I uh, tell a panel of a name, and they have to guess if it's a, an actual baseball player or not. Okay. And then we're going to go over some rule changes. Uh, this has kind of been the, the offseason. We got the free agent debacle, and then we've got rule changes. Those have been the two prevailing news stories of the offseason. We'll go over some of the, the, big, the heavy hitter ones and uh, debate those and see how we like it. And then we'll do the debate where I'll have to be defending my crown against one of the three panelists here. All right, who's ready for the name game? Robert, ne- are you ready never for be. this? I'm not ready. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, Robert's got like go. a three or four game losing streak. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. And He's like play it out. two weeks ago, you said you were 100% confident. I know. Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to bring that up every time. week. All right. This week, it's Christian Turnipseed. Oh, no. Christian Turnipseed. Right, All right, here's a couple 28th round pick in 2015 by the Baltimore Orioles. And oh. in a, I think he's had yeah three years in the minor leagues, 94 innings pitches between rookie ball and uh, high A. In three seasons total? Yeah, I think he was hurt. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you in on the mind of Luke when I come up with these. So I have to think about the delivery too, because if the way I say it can throw you guys off. So just keep that in mind when you guess. All right, Nick. What was his first name? Christian Turnip Seed. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting first name. I'm gonna have to go with a, a false person there. All right, Robert. Oh man. Okay. This one is. I, I'm I'm gonna screw this one up. I'm gonna go no. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's true. I feel like I've heard that name before. Okay. So. I don't. I don't <laughs> know. What? 
heard a turnip seed, and I was like, and then, I don't know. Okay, Noah says yes, and Robert and Nick say no. This should be interesting. Yeah, Nick, you're probably wrong if you went with Robert. That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> At the end of the show, I'll reveal uh, Christian turnip seed if it's an actual real player. Okay, let's jump into the rule changes um, discussion. The main one I want to bring up, well, I'll start here. Uh, it, it was reported back in maybe December that baseball was looking at implementing some rule changes to speed up the pace of play in baseball. We all know that's been a big talking point since MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred kind of took control a few years back. And there's some sweeping changes that included, you know, lowering the mound, a pitch clock, even moving the mound back you know, three batter minimums for pitchers. And, you know, not all of those were implemented in kind of the final proposal to the to the players union, but some of the bigger ones that we're going to go over, universal DH. So right now, obviously, the American League has a DH and the National League doesn't. So this would uh, have the National League um, incorporate a DH into the National League. A 26-man roster, which is pretty significant because that's one more player for a team to utilize. A 20-second pitch lock. Uh, pitch clock, which has been implemented in the minor leagues for the past two seasons. And then perhaps the biggest one is the three batter minimum for relief pitchers. All right, let's start with the universal DH, because I know that's been one of the more contentious rule changes proposed. Um, Robert, I'll start with you. I feel like you're more of the baseball purist out of of the four of us. What are your thoughts on a DH coming to the National League? Well, I think it's a smart idea because pitching... Uh, pitchers as hitters is kind of boring in my opinion. I don't think there's very much. Uh, there's no. There's no action. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even say the word. Uh yeah. There was no. There's no action in that, and I, I feel like, yeah, it also helps the injury cause for pitchers because pitchers are usually the player that's always position of player that's usually going to get hurt, and like for example, Adam Wainwright a few years ago he got hurt and it basically ended his season. So. I mean, I'm I'm all for DHs in both leagues. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's going to add a lot of excitement for the game. I think it's a lot better, especially when we look at all the action sports now, like the NFL and all that, all those sports that are getting a lot of action, a lot of views. And I think baseball could get a lot more views and get more home runs with that DH spot. And it also helps the cause for guys like Nelson Cruz, who got signed this year. Let's think if he wasn't a free or if he's free agent next year, he's going to have more teams to possibly go to. It helps. Mhm. That surprises me a little bit, Robert, because yeah. I thought you're more of the pu- the purist. Nah, not on that one. Nope. Okay, I understand because pitchers, like you said, there's two there's two aspects to it. One, it's pretty boring to watch a pitcher yeah. kind of just look at three pitches or flail out a pitch. Um, and then the second part is they sometimes get hurt. We saw Mashiro Tanaka. Is that the one you mentioned? Which, no, I said Wainwright. But okay, well, Mashiro Tanaka had the two hamstrings yeah. running the bases, which you could mm-hmm. argue that it was his fitness. But it, it, he didn't have to be hitting in that situation and running the bases. No. Um, yeah, so if you bring the DH over to the National League, the one problem I would have is just the strategic aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the National League is kind of thought of as the more chess matchy, strategic type game where the managers can make double switches and um, they have to kind of be aware of when that pitcher is coming up to hit and pinch hit maybe in a situation. I think I like that about the National League. But other than that, I don't see a, a big issue with that. Nick or Noah, I would. What are your thoughts? Um, my big issue with eliminating the DH is that we will no longer see a Bartolo Colon home run. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> well, he needs the, to get signed first. Yeah, but I mean, in the in the in, in the 
as a whole, we're not going to, it's exciting to see a pitcher succeed. It's exciting to see a Madison Bumgarner succeed. You can't say it's not fun to see a pitcher hit a home run. I think that it's, it's not expected. You don't expect it. You don't see, you, know, you don't expect a, a Michael Runzen to come in and just hit bombs all the time. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's one thing I enjoy about the DH, but again, I agree with you, both you guys. I mean, there's two sides to the coin. Obviously there's the peers who, who like the strategic value of it. They think it's, 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 it's baseball. We need to, we need to bean people every time they bean us. And then we have the, we have the new generation <laughs> that likes seeing the home runs that likes, likes bringing in the crowds. And I, I don't think you go wrong either way, but I, 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 I honestly would like to see the DH come in. Nick, now, you're bringing the now, fire today. Nick, I I don't know if, if to, to put, like, a, a baseball purist on the same level as, like, beaning guys, like, in retaliation <laughs> to pitchers hitting. Well, I don't know if that's the same level. Uh, yeah, but I feel like that beating guys is a little bit more uh, extreme in, in that regard. To me, I think the strategic aspect of having a pinch hitter, like, the small ball type of game is something that I'm going to miss. Uh, when I'm going to say when, because I feel like this is a when, not an if at this point. But I do also see the point of pitchers shouldn't be getting hurt. Also, in the World Series, having an advantage as an NL team of, of being used to hitting with a pitcher and having that lineup oh, yeah, versus an AL team where you have the DH who is a solidified part of your lineup and has to miss, that's just a right. huge advantage that should not be there. Yeah. I, I think it's a unique aspect of baseball, honestly. That was another one I wanted to bring up was good thing necessarily. I don't. I think it's cool because you got interleague play where you have to kind of mix and match some things, right. and in the World Series you have to be be aware of where you're playing and how you can use that lineup. You can't just like you can't just use a, a strictly DH. Like if you're in the National League ballpark, you can't just use your your DH every day. You have to if he's a good enough hitter, you got to find a way to get him in the lineup and stuff. And that's just this. Baseball is a chess game, right? We've we've heard this before. Right. I love that part of it, Imagine and that that's why I'm really on the fence about this DH thing. Is it mm-hmm. worth it to implement it, or is it cool to just have two different leagues that have two different strategies and two different, you know, uh, two different rules behind it? You know, he, yeah. here's the here's the thing though: is when you're going to an NL park, an NL team already has a lineup made for the pitcher to be in the lineup and that's AL home field advantage yeah but if, you I mean, go, but if you go to the al side they can easily just put one of their other hitters in a lineup and it wouldn't be that much of well, a disadvantage maybe. but if you're like let's say the cubs of four years ago they had like what tommy Lastella was their best bat off the bench or something like that that's just yeah. the one that came to my head but that's not an right. advantage right but no, i'm just saying the, the advantage <laughs> more often plays into the hand of the nl team versus the al team i don't gotcha. know well, I think I think NL teams are still going to go out and get DH like free agents stuff like that. I don't think it's just yeah. going to be like random players going to be DHing. Yeah. I and I think this rule thing. won't go into effect until 2020, so teams will have a chance to kind of work around it if right. it does get approved. I think the other big rule change that was proposed was the three batter minimum for relief pitchers. Um, well, for pitchers in general, but we saw last year the, the relief pitchers really dominated games, especially in the postseason. You look at, you know, I don't know, just off the top of my head, Josh Hader with the Brewers was mowing guys down, and, you know, they'd put him in any situation they could, even if it was, what, the second inning, third inning. Uh, didn't really matter, and that's kind of a baseball-wide movement. Uh, just a stat I, I looked up here, 4.2 pitchers were used per game last year. That's up from 2.75 three decades ago. 
which is kind of crazy to think about over a whole season, how many pitching changes we're talking about and how much that extends the life of a game. And you can kind of, now it kind of makes sense how baseball games have gone from, you know, two hours and 45 minutes to three hours and 15 minutes, roughly. Mm -hmm. Um, So the three batter minimum, a relief pitcher would come in and they'd have to face three batters. Uh, This is obviously drastically going to change how the game works, how teams construct their roster. Noah, I'll start with you. What do you think about this uh, three batter minimum rule? I like that this has been proposed over the original thought, which was maybe limiting the amount of pitching changes in a game because having a hard limit on that would be very hard. Um, but having a three batter minimum, I am on board with it. Oh, it, I'm like, I'm kind of my toe is in the water a little bit because I, I, I like what it's going to do. You need to make a, a, a change in this game because the game is too long at this point and teams are taking advantage of this bullpen move. Um, but also, on the other hand, there's strategic aspect as well. Do we want to take the strategy out of it? Um, because then you're giving the opposing team the upper hand, right? You bring in a right or left-handed reliever, the opposing team can just pinch hit a right-handed hitter against that, and you can't do anything against uh, them doing that in those three-batter succession. Um, so I, I think the thought is there, and definitely they're moving in the right direction, but I don't think this is the answer. That's a good point, Noah. And I, I think when I first saw this uh, this rule, I was really on the no side of it. I've warmed up a little bit, but I'm still mm-hmm. I'm still uh, I'm still on the no side just because I think it throws off the whole strategy of the game and how the game has has been for 120 whatever years. It's just a this completely throws off what a manager would game plan, how a team would construct a team, and all that stuff. Nick, Robert, you got any thoughts on this one? I mean, I I I like the rule. I think, I mean, three batters, I mean, that's not, that's not a ton. It's not, it's not likely to get three outs or anything. If, if, if you can't get through three batters, most of the time they're not going to last much longer anyway. But, I mean, for the, for the lefty, lefty uh, specialist, I mean, it's going to be a problem for them. But in the end, they're, they're major league pitchers. They should, know, they should be able to handle two extra hitters. Uh, and I, I like it. I really do. Yeah, Nick, I think that's a good point. But the problem is, when you have a lefty versus a lefty, and let's say a big right-handed batter comes up next, it almost seems predictable that the lefty is going to just give up a hit or a big home run, especially if it's a big power hitter, right-handed bat. That that right there becomes a little bit too predictable for me. And there's there's things where we're changing the game where it seems like we're speeding up the game, but really we're either slowing it down more because players aren't accustomed to it. And I know it's going to take maybe years where we're going to see it. You know, It's going to be more of a norm. But I just don't know if that's going to happen right away, and I think that's going to be an issue because everyone wants change, and they want it in a positive manner right away. And it th- good things take time, and I, I don't know this is a good method or rule mm-hmm. that's going to be implemented that's really mm-hmm. going to change the game. I, I think it's bad because it makes it almost, like I said, the one thing I don't want to see when I'm watching a baseball game is to predict an outcome. I feel like you put a lefty in, and it's a right-handed batter because he's faced already the lefty the first time. That was his first batter he faced. And now here comes Paul Goldschmidt. He's probably going to get a hit. This is, a, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. No, I, I find it really annoying. Mm-hmm. I don't I, like this rule at all. No, I'm going to take fan. that as another step further because you look at these rules and baseball over time has adjusted to how oh, the yeah. game has changed. Absolutely. And the baseball, given the time, and I know everyone right now is like, oh my gosh, too many pitchers. But given the time, baseball will regress back. It always does. They'll adjust to how many relief pitchers, how many dominant pitchers there are. The game will catch up, right? And I think you got to be careful with how you implement rules because there's always going to be 
an unintended consequence. Now, it's hard to predict what that unintended consequence will be, but you, if you just start putting in rules, um, things could happen that you didn't really expect, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't, you don't look at all the outcomes. That's really exactly. hard to do. It's, it's hard so to look at them. many yeah. in baseball. There's I, so I, many variables. I do think, though, baseball has made rules in the past to change things. Case in point, lowering the mound after the 1969 season, and then... Mm-hmm. Or I, yeah, I was lowering the mound to limit yeah. the pitching, and, and that was like yeah, mid 1960s. I I, yeah. I wonder if if in one thing, one alternative that I thought of was maybe a pitch minimum, 10 or 15 pitches minimum for a pitcher, because at bats can be in different ways, something something along those lines. Because then if you put a batter minimum, three batters could be 30 pitches theoretically, yeah. um, and that's a lot of yeah, for a pitch, pitching, you know. And so I, I wonder if a pitch limit would be almost better because we we get this mindset of you know, six innings is six innings, but you know, you could get go through six innings and 120 pitches or six innings and 60 pitches. And so innings are earned in different ways. So I like the pitch count more than like an innings or a batter amount. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I think uh, that'd be something that they should explore. Actually. I kind of like that, that rule change. That seems, that seems a little bit more reasonable. Because mm-hmm. pitching. There's- there's pitch, a lot of different outcomes. Pitch counts matter more than how many batters you face, right? Oh, yeah, that's, for sure. That's how much Absolutely. stress you put on the arm. I actually kind of like that. I still, I still think there is, you know, there's people who still believe that it's an imaginary number, that we, like, believe in this 100 pitches, and it's like, okay, well, my guy's at 100 pitches. I should probably think about taking him out. But you don't really know, you know, it it's more on of a – pitcher. Yeah. Really, yeah, and I think it's more of looking yeah. at the fatigue and if the guy's getting hit. I don't think it's really, like, this arbitrary number of 100 – that well, okay, this guy's now tired. Well, well, it's kind of it's kind of like if you're doing a workout and you lift 100 pounds, you're not going to go over 100 pounds or you know some sort of limit because you're risking injury. At that well, point. I don't even think it's just injury. I think you just start fatiguing, which you know, can lead to injury. Too much, you're overdoing it. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's why I think Noah's suggestion of a pitch count would make more sense, a pinch minimum than than a batter minimum. I'm with. Oh, you. I'm all I'm all for that to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so another big rule change is the 20-second pitch clock, which has it's been in the minor leagues for a few years now. And being uh, living in Iowa, I've been to a few Iowa Cubs games where that's for the AAA team for the Chicago Cubs. And I'll tell you, you can't really tell the pitch clock is there. Yeah. And if it's enforced, I think this is a great rule. Uh, I don't like it when guys like Dave Ortiz, who's obviously retired now, but he would step out and adjust his hat or his helmet, adjust his batting gloves, do all this, take like. Tyler Garcia Parra. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Gomes was one of the worst at that. Exactly. You can. There's a bunch of culprits. I think the 20 second uh, pitch clock will make the pitchers and the batters get into you know let's get going, let's get this game going. That could drastically reduce the uh, the game time. And if it's enforced, I think this yeah. could totally work. What do you guys think? Yeah, I was I was I was gonna bring up the fact that at the spring training game I was at, I saw the clock and I I mean I didn't I didn't notice it like just wouldn't really keep my eye on it but I had a friend with me who who isn't a big baseball fan and he would notice it and he was watching it and it was almost like they the pitch clock didn't know what it was doing there would be times where it would stop when the pitcher had the ball and would start when the pitcher threw the ball and it just it kind of felt very wonky I don't know if they just were working out kinks during this game or they just didn't really want to enforce it but I mean if if that's what we're really going at I I think we there's still a little bit of time to wait but yeah you can look at I mean the the miners have it um there's spring some, training. some spring yeah. training has it. There's there's multiple pro leagues that have it, and, and it works for them. Um, but I, I think we might be a little ways off from this uh, with the really implementing the pitch clock working. 
Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's got to be implemented right, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So if the twenty seconds are up and the pitcher hasn't delivered, that's a that's a ball. Mm-hmm. Or if the batter has been in the batter's box, that's a strike. And if it's implemented, it'll work. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think. I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, Nick, that they're actually just testing it for the first few weeks. They're not like taking it seriously. I think yeah. the last few weeks of spring's training, they were they were saying that they're actually going to start warning the pitchers, like, "Hey, you know, you're oh, interesting." Yeah, yeah, I, I, know I, I think that. that's that what I read. Sense. Yeah, I think that's what I read because if you watch, like, because you've been to a spring training game, um, you watch them when as soon as the guy gets on the mound, the clock stops. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's really weird. Yeah, it, and I think they're they're going to be it's going to be more enforced two weeks from now, probably or a week or so. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever, whenever mm-hmm. the last week of spring training, basically, and then yeah. that's when umpires are going to be like, hey. You know, you better watch it or war. Like I don't know how <laughs> you watch it. Like, you penalize. You know what yeah, I mean? How do you give him a warning? You know, throw him out of the game. Like how do you like? I don't know. No, you just give him a ball or a strike if it depends on who's the yeah, call. I mean, if there's a warning, they'll probably just is that is that how they do it something. in the minor That's league? That's how they do it. They give you a warning. That's how they do it. They've been doing yeah, it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch the minor league games. I don't know. So is that yeah, is that so what they're doing it? If it's the pitcher's fault, it's a ball. If it's the batter's fault, it's a strike. Yep. Okay, so you're just giving it the worst outcome, basically. Yeah, it's, you yeah. you lose this this pitch right here. That's essentially That's, what they're saying. Okay, understand. And I and I think too, of course, there are pitchers who are going to be against this idea, but we saw this with college basketball. They went from a 35 second shot clock to a 30 second shot clock, and really all it does is just take a little bit of time to get used to. Now that's not as drastic as this, of course. But the point is, is once pitchers get used to getting ready in 20 seconds, it, it really isn't that hard when that's part of your routine. Mm-hmm. Good point. Right. The norm is what matters. That's kind of mm-hmm. what I was saying about the other rules. Once we adjust, it's just like everyday life. Mm-hmm. All right. The last uh, the last one is it's not a huge change, but it could shift how teams construct the roster. It's a 26-man roster. Um, right now, it's 25 uh, players, but this could allow... Uh, teams have more relievers um, on their team, or perhaps if the the NL does get a DH, one more you know bench bat or something like that. Um, I don't know if there's really any disagreement on this one. I think it's a great rule because teams do need more flexibility, especially if you know you have pitchers who are pitching on short rest because they need to they need they just need arms to get outs. You know, I think this helps. This will help prevent some injury and allow teams to have some more flexibility. Anyone else? Does anyone disagree on this rule change? I think. It's going to further reinforce the opener kind of idea, which I don't, I'm not against the opener idea, having a pitcher go four innings and then going to the bullpen. Now, granted, you're going to have more pitching changes. I don't think it's going to be as much as it sounds like. Um, so I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of having 26 man. The 25 man roster is a little bit outdated and it needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. Now, would the 26 man, would that like affect like the rule five pick or anything? Does that mean you get another rule five or how would that? I mean, you can you have know, as many like, rule fives as you, can, you yeah, want. That, well, that's what I mean. So then you would have. So then when people just I mean, take another rule five guy, maybe could, put him yeah. on the roster, maybe? It might. Well, no, I'm just saying like, that's an idea team. instead of, like, instead of carrying, like, another bullpen arm or something. Like, let's I, say you have a rule five catcher or good. something. I feel you like know. I feel like if you're going to get a rule five guy, though, it'd be a waste of a roster spot just to have some guy sitting on a bench. That's just a disadvantage. You know, I mean, it's... Because if you could have another, like, power bat on your or, bench, uh, why not have that yeah. guy? Or a power arm. Yeah. What if you don't have that? Because... Because if like, if you have a wasted guy there, then you essentially just have a 25-man roster when everyone else has a 26-man roster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I know is they need to get rid of expanded rosters in September because it's the yeah. stupidest thing in yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah, every, in the everyone's competing for a playoff spot, and then all of a sudden they get 40 players. What the heck is that crap? 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like, the, the, it's like the stretch run, and it's like, oh, here you go. Here's 15 more players yeah, for you to use, that's, and you yeah. see some crappy players pitch. Like the Brewers. Right. Just, I um, also think they need to get rid of the 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 not the super two, but the other one. You know, where you got to wait uh, a while. Yeah, manipulate. They got to get rid of that. Everyone's pissed yeah. about it. We want to see a, stars I'm now. Yeah, so I think that when the CBA is up for. Yeah, yeah, when the CBA is up for re re uh, when they're looking at it in a couple of years, that'll probably be the first thing they talk about is service time manipulation because ridiculous. Yeah. We won't see Vlad Guerrero until yeah, that's what like I was, April, like, and he's like he's the best ready? player. I don't think yeah, he's easily he's ready. Uh-huh. right now, but if yeah. he's ready, like let's see him in opening day. Like put him in the Chris like, had the same issue as well. Let's see it. Yeah, exactly. a lot of them have that issue. Exactly. Yeah. All right, that'll wrap up our rule change discussion. Now we're going to go into our one-on-one debate. Your host, Luke Manerfell, that's me, got the win against Noah last week, so I'll be defending my crown uh, coming up next. It's time for the Stitches Debate, where our panelists duke it out to see who's the best. All right, it's Nick Budig who comes back from his trip and is under the fire. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, so I will have one minute uh, to debate my side of the, the question. Nick will have another minute. Uh, the question this week is, what are our least favorite rule changes of the proposed um, the proposed rule changes that we saw over the past few weeks? All right, I will start since I'm the defending champion, and Nick will rebut. Okay, let's go. My favorite, or my least favorite rule change is the three batter minimum. I think you guys could pick that up from my debate, but um, I'm just not a big fan. Uh, it's three is such an arbitrary number. Uh, you look at the NBA. Does a does a sixth man come in and have have to take three shots before he can leave, or <laughs> does a does a, does an NFL wide receiver have to come in and get targeted three times before he has to leave? It's just why three? Why three? Um, it doesn't really make sense. I can get on board with what Noah said with the with the pitch count uh, minimum, but three the three batter minimum is just so arbitrary. It dumbs the game down. Managers don't have as much flexibility. Uh, it essentially gives the opposing manager the leg up because if you put in a lefty specialist against a guy like Bryce Harper, and then coming up next is Ryan Zimmerman when he's with the Nationals, that would totally negate putting in a lefty specialist. So it just completely changes the game, dumbs it up, dumbs it down. And like I said, the three batter, the three number just doesn't really make sense. Like, where do you get three from? Um, I think they should explore looking at pitch counts or maybe something else, but just not the three batter minimum. Okay, that's my end of the argument. Nick, you're up next. Three, two, one, go. Yeah, Luke, I, 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 it's a questionable thing with the three batter minimum. It's a weird number. But in reality, if you're talking about slowing the game down, you have to think about the managers walking out there, talking to the team, having that little huddle, the player walking back, and then you got the relievers walking in, jogging in, which takes up like four, probably two minutes to do all this warm-up pitching. The thing I hate is the 20-second pitch count. The spring training game I was at, like we talked about, maybe they're working on Kings, maybe they're not going to implement it yet, but it just didn't make any sense to me for having a 20-second play clock when if you look at look at these recent numbers that, that 538 brought up, that pitchers are actually, the longer they hold on to the ball, the more velocity they have from uh, the, that they're pitching with. Uh, 0.2 miles per hour can save 0.3 runs over nine per, for starters per nine inning, and for relievers, it's 0.45. If you want to win ball games, you got to hold on to that ball, and that's going to take longer than 20 seconds. And if you look at the best pitchers in baseball, they're holding on to the ball longer than 20 seconds, and I, I think it's dumb to put a limit on baseball. Okay. 
Nick, that was pretty good, but wow. uh, it's going to come down to Robert or Noah on who's going to win this one. Wow. Um, <laughs> Nick, I'm going to definitely give you that one, my guy. Yeah. Wow. I, Nick I pulled don't. Out that stat. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't know where you got that, but that sounds legit. Wow. I don't agree with what you like your point, but like you, you, but you proved it, you know. Yeah, oh, I appreciate it. Right, his tone of voice was just perfect. Yep, wow. I'm uh, I'm gonna be unselfish here and say Nick won that because he totally he was way he had stuff ready. I love it, Nick. I'll, I'll like I like your first one of the season. You use your you use your hiatus to your to your yeah. advantage. Yeah. Right, that's what I like, he was I've been working on that one for a while. <laughs> but Nick was spot on. Nick was right on point. Wow. All right. So, Nick, you got to defend your crown next week. Uh, okay, ready for the name game? See if Robert got it oh, wrong again? No, no. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so Christian Turnips. Oh, so, Nick, you said no. Robert, you said no. Noah, you said yes, right? Mm-hmm. Got that right? Okay. Christian Turnipseed is an actual baseball player. <laughs> I am so what? This. So Told what? you I heard it. I knew that was going to beat you guys on this oh! one. That <laughs> sounds kinda... too cheesy to be true. Come on, dude. What's that origin? Why did you why did you put Christian? God. I thought turnip seed was Christian. I was gonna say I thought turnip seed was and then oh turnip seed. Hmm. Weird. Yep. It's like turnip like the plant, by the way. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, I know. I'm not saying like like, turn up or So Robert gets it wrong again, and we'll see if he gets it wrong again next week. This is gonna be kind of an ongoing storyline, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Just vote whatever Robert doesn't. Yeah, that's the key. Robert, you're going first next week. Just letting yeah, you know. 50% I'm of turnip the next seeds week. are farmers. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Okay, that'll wrap up the show for today. Next week, we're going to have our prediction extravaganza. We are going to we're gonna go uh, division by division, which teams we like, which Ooh. teams we think will uh, eventually go to the World Series and, and win it yeah. all. Next week, we've got baseball. The Japan Series is coming up quick. That starts next oh, week. Oh, yeah. Here we go. So uh, regular season is almost upon us. Uh, we'll have our predictions for you next week. Uh, always remember to subscribe and listen to us on uh, Google Play Music, iTunes, Stitcher. We're on a bunch of platforms. And, and give us some feedback. We love it. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next week. Take care.